Hello, Monetization Nation. During the last 23 years of my business career, I've experienced various tectonic shifts in the business landscape firsthand. For businesses that did not adapt to those tectonic shifts, they were very destructive. The businesses that seized the opportunities of those tectonic shifts had the power to rise above their much stronger competition in many cases. During this episode, we'll take a look at three of these tectonic shifts and the effects that they've had on transforming businesses right after this intro. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of Google, said, the tectonic, technology-driven shifts that characterize the internet century have rendered some of the commonly accepted strategic fundamentals we learned on the job incorrect. I remember arriving at college my freshman year in 1992 and having no idea what the internet was. And yet by 1996, I was creating adoption.com. This was my first exposure to, to participating in a tectonic shift. The story of Blockbuster and Netflix is a great example of the tectonic shift from bricks and mortar businesses to internet businesses. Blockbuster was the king of video rentals in the late 90s. They owned more than 9,000 stores in the United States and had 84,000 employees around the world and 65 million registered customers. The company received $800 million in late fees alone in one year and at its peak was valued at $3 billion. They must have felt invincible. Netflix was created in 1997. It wasn't the streaming giant it is today. Back then it was simply an online video rental company. Its main differentiators were that it shipped DVDs to customers and didn't have late fees. The founder of Netflix, Mark Randolph, and Reed Hastings believed that the internet was the future but weren't having much success competing with a giant like Blockbuster. Irene Kim from Business Insider said, while Blockbuster focused on bricks and mortar video stores, technological innovations meant that competition was on the rise. In 2000, Randolph and Hastings met with the Blockbuster CEO. They came with the offer of selling Netflix for $50 million. Owning Netflix would have allowed Blockbuster to be the king of both physical and online video rentals, but the CEO laughed at the deal, considering Netflix to be a niche business. When Randolph and Hastings went into the meeting, Randolph described feeling like a country mouse in a big city, standing in his shorts and t-shirt when Blockbuster's CEO came with his beautiful Italian shoes. However, the Netflix co-founders understood the powerful tectonic shift taking place, while the Blockbuster CEO did not. Ten years after that ill-fated meeting, Netflix was posting earnings of $116 million while Blockbuster was declaring bankruptcy. Blockbuster had the resources, the reach, and the reputation. If they had effectively leveraged the shift to the internet, they would have catapulted their growth. Instead, Netflix, the small startup, was able to surpass the giant industry leader greatly because they took advantage of the tectonic shift of the internet. The second tectonic shift that I want to talk about is the shift from printed yellow pages to search engines. Do you remember that giant phone book that used to get dropped off at your house every year? 
The yellow pages were filled with different size advertisements of businesses to help people find whatever they were looking for. Advertising in the yellow pages was so popular because its audience was ready to spend when they opened the pages. In fact, nine in 10 customers who saw yellow page ads made a purchase. Many industries enjoyed great returns from their yellow page advertisements, such as attorneys who gained $17 for each dollar spent, restaurants that earned $3.50 per dollar spent, and car dealers that earned around $280 per dollar spent. John Greco, the president and CEO of the Yellow Pages Integrated Media Association said, the Yellow Pages have offered advertisers and businesses an extremely strong and steady return on investment in a medium they can count on, providing a direct, measurable, cost-effective vehicle for their marketing expenditures. The Yellow Pages were slow to adapt to the internet. In 1995, Elon Musk approached Yellow Pages with an offer to partner with them to get the Yellow Pages online. As Musk tells the story, the executive picked up the Yellow Pages, this book, this big, thick book full of ads, this multi-billion dollar risk industry, and threw it at me and said, you ever think you're going to replace this? By the 2000s, internet search engines were already beginning to cut into the Yellow Pages profits, with one in three consumers using the internet over Yellow Pages. Yellow Page publishers slowly began putting their content online, as well as in print around this time, but search engines were continuing to change the game. Google introduced targeted pay-per-click advertising that was changing the world of advertising. As Larry Page, Google's co-founder and CEO, described the new product, AdWords offers the most technologically advanced features available, enabling any advertiser to quickly design a flexible program that best fits its online marketing goals and budget. Bill Gates said in 2007, yellow page usage among people, say below 50, will drop to near zero over the next five years. Over the years, consumers turned more and more to internet searches. By 2014, more than half of the United States had replaced their phone books with online searches. Rhino Digital said, marketers turn to internet advertising because of the returns and flexibility it offers, while Yellow Pages has a one out of five in overall satisfaction. The Yellow Pages already had the relationships with advertisers. The reputation and loyal subscribers could have been unstoppable in transforming to a business search engine. However, they were slow to take advantage of the tectonic shift occurring, and because of that, they've practically been buried by search engine startups. Google took full advantage of this shift and has experienced massive growth thanks to it. In 2019, Google had $29.9 billion in just ad revenues while the Yellow Pages announced their last printing of their physical phone book. The third tectonic shift that I'd like to talk about in this episode is the shift from desktop and dumb phones to smartphones. Thanks to the immense capabilities of smartphones, we are able to do almost anything on them. Mobile has become the most popular platform for gaming, social networking, and now shopping, with about four out of five Americans making their purchases on their mobile devices. In fact, 52% of global website traffic comes from mobile devices. The tectonic shift from dumb phones and desktop computers to smartphones became very apparent to me when I was sending my oldest daughter to college. I offered to buy her a laptop, and her response to me was that she didn't need one. She believed she could do everything she needed from her smartphone. Although she eventually agreed to the laptop, it amazed me to realize how much people are shifting away from desktop computers and even laptops. 
The invention of mobile apps has led to the creation of many startup companies that are able to surpass their larger internet rivals thanks to the ease of use smartphones offer. Let's take a look at how Uber was able to break up the near monopoly taxis held for decades. Taxis had been a necessary headache in the world of travel for a long time. The first problem of taxis was getting one. I can remember my own very frustrating experience trying to hail a taxi in London during rush hour to get to one of the most important business meetings of my life. I stood on the corner trying to hail a taxi as literally hundreds of them drove past me. Each minute that passed made me worry more and more that I was going to miss my meeting. It took me more than half an hour to get a taxi to stop and take me. The solution to this hailing problem was to call and order a cab in advance. However, when you did that, it often took a very long time for the taxi to arrive. There was no guarantee that your cab would actually arrive when you wanted it. It may come early, late, or never at all. And of course, as you stood there waiting for your ride, you had no idea if the taxi was just around the corner or in the completely wrong part of town. Once you got into a taxi, you had to hope that your driver understood where you wanted to go. Airports were easy enough, but almost any other location, even major hotels, could cause confusion and have you end up somewhere you never wanted to be. And then there's the cost of the trip, which your driver could change on you at any moment. Regularly in my travels, the taxi payment screen would tell me the cost was a certain amount, but the driver told me the cost was actually uh, significantly more expensive because of special circumstances or fees. And you never knew if the taxi driver uh, in an unknown city was taking the shortest route or driving a longer route to increase the mileage fees. Because of how much difficulty and frustration surrounded using taxis, it's not surprising that companies like Uber came along to improve things using the tectonic shift of mobile. It's only surprising just how much of an improvement they were able to create. Uber's ride-sharing app ultimately erased almost every challenge related to getting a ride. Roger Dooley, author of Brainfluence, 100 Ways to Persuade and Convince Consumers with Neuromarketing, said, Uber is the perfect illustration of how the ubiquity of smartphones enabled clever entrepreneurs to take friction out of a process that, until Uber came along, seemed set in stone. As you know, with Uber, riders are able to secure a ride almost always exactly when they need it, put their address into the GPS and share it with the driver so there's no confusion about the destination. The driver and rider can see the route and how much the ride will cost even before the ride starts. Uber is so fast that I've had to stop requesting an Uber from my hotel room because I usually cannot even walk from my hotel room to the hotel entrance before the Uber arrives. Riders are even able to see how close their driver is to them so they don't have to stress about why their ride is a few minutes late. In 2019, Uber's annual revenue was $65 billion with 110 million monthly active users. Taxis has been the industry leader for so many years. Buying a taxi medallion was one of the surest investments someone could make. As the New York Times reported, taxi ownership once seemed a guaranteed route to financial security, something that was more tangible and reliable than the stock market since people hailed cabs in good times and bad. However, by April 2020, 94% of taxi trips in New York City were from ride-sharing companies, with Uber accounting for 67 of all of those trips. In Chicago, traditional taxis have seen trip numbers drop 96% from April 2019 to April 2020. 
The taxi industry had the resources it needed to create an app and make the other necessary changes to take advantage of this tectonic shift. But because they did not effectively adapt to the shift, along with other consumer needs, Uber has achieved dominance in their industry. Here are some of the top monetization secrets that stood out to me from today's episode. Number one, we need to quickly and effectively identify, leverage, and protect our businesses from the tectonic shifts that are constantly happening. Number two, just because our business is a powerful industry leader does not mean that a tectonic shift cannot disrupt our business. It will happen. Count on it. Number three, don't underestimate the upstart business in our industry that is successfully leveraging the tectonic shift. Find a way to acquire or work with them or leverage the same tectonic shift before they leapfrog us. If we desire monetization we have never before achieved, we must leverage strategies we have never before implemented. I challenge each of us to pick one thing that has resonated with us from today's episode and schedule a time this week to implement it to achieve our monetization goals. What business tectonic shifts have you seen? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.